This is Fluency at Your Fingertips by Seb Answers, a podcast for English language learners and teachers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seb Answers. Today, I'm talking about conversations and giving presentations. The topic here is to describe an interesting conversation you had with a stranger. So I'm thinking about a job that I have now that requires me to go to homes in the area, uh, and I talk to people. Most of the people I don't know, but uh, occasionally I run into someone I do know. So in one instance, I met um, the mother of a friend of mine from high school, and uh, we had a conversation about the situation now with the coronavirus. And I said, it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. And the friend of um, the mother of my friend said, well, actually, it depends on who you talk to. Some people think, or some people say, that as a society here in the United States, we have reached herd immunity. And I thought, oh, okay, well. Perhaps this person has been ill. So I asked, have you been healthy? And she said, oh yeah, very healthy. And then I thought, well, why would she think that this situation after eight months where there have been increases and decreases in um, a level of infection, and it seems that the level of infection across the society and country is actually increasing again, um, why would she say that perhaps we have reached herd immunity. That means that we have 50 to 70% of people uh, who have been infected and recovered. And then I thought, well, um, perhaps we just live in two different realities. Uh, I listen to some news that tells me that, in fact, infection rates might be between 10 and 30%, but there's no reason why we have to believe we have reached herd immunity. So I thought this was an interesting conversation because I realized that this person lives in a totally different reality from what I consider to be really happening with this uh, situation with the virus right now in September of 2020. All right, a little, just a couple seconds over two minutes, I think. And now on to part three. The first Three questions are under the heading, speaking face-to-face. What differences are there in topics men and women like to talk about? I, I guess when I was younger, I thought, yeah, there really are some big differences. In general, boys like to talk about sports and girls like to talk about fashion. Um, these days, uh, I don't find myself in conversations with many women about fashion, nor do I find myself in conversation with men about sports very much. Um, the only thing is that, yeah, it's kind of odd now that with the pandemic, sports teams are not playing with a live audience, but that only tells me that fewer people are actually watching sports. So, um, differences in topic, I suppose I, I also think women often talk about their, their children, but uh, so do I. <laughs> now that I am a father, I talk about my son as well. Um, I don't tend to think there are many differences, um, although I imagine 
that in private conversation there are things that women talk about that I have no idea of, of what they're talking about. Okay, the next question. How does speaking with someone on the phone differ from speaking with someone face-to-face? -face? On the phone, I think basically when you're speaking, you, you take turns um, and you take turns to think about what the person has said partly because you don't have the information that they convey when they're speaking face-to-face -face. and perhaps for that reason I end up being more formal on the telephone um, and when I say goodbye I don't wave so there are no hand gestures so when I say goodbye on the phone um, I'm probably again a little more formal in that uh, case too. Face-to-face, -face, casual and uh, friendly and smiling for sure that's that's what makes that easier I, I would say do you agree that it is polite to try to agree with other people's opinion? Well, uh, I think it's polite not to uh, contest what they say, not to argue, not to disagree. Do we have to agree in order to be polite? No, I don't think that is um, an aspect of politeness. Um, I think if a person disagrees, it's polite to say that... Um, perhaps you have another opinion and then explain why uh, and not argue because arguing is rather impolite but when you do have something that you need to uh, come to a conclusion on and it involves um, dealing with an aspect of a conflict I think it's very important to try to see something or the situation from the other person's perspective um, that is something that uh, is a good strategy in problem solving and it helps bridge communication, bridge perspective. And so to stand in someone else's shoes to understand why they believe something or what they're thinking is an important part of being polite. The next subtopic is giving presentations for work or study. Why are some people nervous about giving oral presentations? This is a skill like any other to do public speaking and I think being nervous in front of an audience is very natural. So even if someone seems a, to be a very good public speaker, they may still be nervous. It just means that uh, they've dealt with that situation before and know how to overcome their anxiety. and. Um, yeah, perhaps there's some unnatural anxiety about uh, speaking in front of others. But after all, a lot of people are watching you when you are do giving a presentation. So I think it's very normal, actually, to be nervous in front of other people if you're speaking to a large audience. How important are visual aids like pictures or diagrams in oral presentations? I think those can be very helpful and they are important. Um, a lot of detail in a, in a slideshow doesn't always help, but I think some simple pictures can help to keep people's attention and then diagrams that provide a visual of information, uh, whether it's a map or a type of chart, those give very important information um, as well that are more easily con conveyed than in speaking, for sure. 
And do you agree that people should use humor when giving oral presentations? I think making a joke can be good. It's um, delicate, and I think humor comes naturally um, from a line of uh, conversation or um, a part of a presentation. It doesn't have to be a joke, but to use humor is uh, the ability perhaps even just to laugh at yourself or the situation you're in. And I think that can be a very good thing to help the speaker relax, right, to overcome anxiety, and also to help the audience relax and, and relate to the person who's speaking. And here now, the third subtopic, speaking to the wider public. In which situations is public speaking important in mo modern society? There are, there are many. I think there are many uh, where people are speaking to an audience and that's also broadcast on television. Um, at the moment, there are elections here in the United States, and those are examples of public speaking events where people are speaking to their constituents, the people who they hope will vote for them. And um, there are other examples, of course, um, in education, which is my profession, speaking to your class or speaking to a school. And... Um, in modern society besides those mm, I suppose yeah those are the two that come to mind education and uh, government what makes an effective public speaker I think uh, an effective public speaker is a speaker who can communicate easily with the audience uh, relate to the audience um, a person who has a big smile makes a good public speaker. Um, the appropriate dress as well for the occasion, whatever the occasion is. If it's a formal event, I think um, maybe that's a very simple aspect that the speaker arranges beforehand. But yeah, the wardrobe uh, is part of it as well to fit the role. And um, I think that to be effective is also to be concise. So not to uh, belabor the point, not to ramble on, uh, but to get to the point and to deliver a clear message. How does media influence public speaking today? The last question. And the, the media, I think, you know, that involves television, radio, and now podcasts and um, I think that those three mediums, they can be edited. So where you might imagine that people speaking to an audience uh, have to be spontaneous and speak to a live audience, actually with media, often the speakers are recorded. So it doesn't mean that um, yeah, the job is always easier. Uh, people have the opportunity to really make something very good, uh, but it takes a lot of work. So. I think in that sense, the editing aspect is what has changed um, public speaking this day and age. Thanks for watching Seb Answers or listening, and I hope you've enjoyed this one and look forward to the next one as well.